0: Hi. Welcome to On The Daily Season Two, a podcast focusing on authentic and acoustic entrepreneurship. My name is Danielle McCleary, I am your host. Y'all, I just left a nine-year fitness career to pursue full-time entrepreneurship, so I am in the trenches with you, but I got big dreams of being a millionaire and helping other people to become millionaires as well. So together, we're going from stuck to unstoppable, and I'm so excited that you're here for this ride. Let's freaking go. Hello on the Daily Family. Happy Tuesday or whenever you're hearing this. Today's episode is going to blow your mind. And we're kind of taking a different approach today. And this is a person who I had been following on social media for a while. And I kind of watched her growth on social media as she figured out her niche, as she niched down, as they say. And then all of a sudden she's going viral and she's becoming like the transition girl on Instagram. Now she has this huge following. She is teaching others to do it too. Her name is Harley Jordan. And y'all, when I tell you that this episode is going to blow your mind, I'm so serious. I think that social media is one of the most underutilized tools we have in terms of growing a business and whether that business actually takes place online or not it is absolutely crucial, I think, to know what you're doing on social media because as the world changes and we move into a more digital space, I mean, heck, like you somebody just bought a two point four million dollar virtual property online like digital is becoming king and if you do not understand it like you're going to get left behind right and that was like what our parents experienced when computers came out like if they didn't learn how to use a computer they're now illiterate and we're teaching our parents how to like log on to their bank account right so i think that we're kind of in a shift of that right now and learning how to attract on social media and sell in the DMs and knowing your insights and your trends, these are all things that we're going to talk about in this episode. And I just really hope that you take all the notes and then apply it to your social media. So if you are new to the podcast, maybe you're here because of Harley, welcome to On The Daily. Uh, I am so excited that you're here and I hope that this podcast gives you value. Any episode you click on is not in any order, so you can literally pick a title that resonates with you and jump in. We are on season two. The first season was kind of like me getting my feet wet into the world of podcasting and throwing darts at a wall and seeing what stuck. Season two, we have niched down and we're really focusing on authentic and what I call acoustic entrepreneurship. So all of my guests are going to be entrepreneurs in their own way, and we're going to talk about all different things. So buckle up welcome to the show come find me on instagram i'm danielle underscore on the daily you can find me there uh, you're soon going to be able to find me at a website i mean i'm going to be very very available so um but for now slide into my dms let me know how you, what you thought of this episode if you're new to the podcast let me know what you'd like to hear more of and uh, let's get into this episode with the harley jordan On the Daily Family, uh, say hello to my girl, Harley Jordan. Hey, honey, how you doing?
1: Hey, I'm so excited to be here.
0: I'm so excited that you're here. You are like a legend on social media. And Stop I, it. I found, like, it's so crazy because I found you just like randomly through reels, which I <laughs> love to hear. Like, I found you through reels. and I, I am uh, the transition girl after all. I try. You are the transition girl, and that's how I found you. And I remember I saw one of yours, and it was like these transitions. I was like, how? How did you do that sorcery? And so I started following you, and then I saw you on my friend Sandy and Wade's podcast. And I was like, oh we have to know each other. And then you like you <laughs> saw that you were like, you lived where I'm from. And I was like, okay, this is silly. Like we have to have a conversation. So, Right. I'm Why BFF. are we not BFFs? Right. I'm so glad you're here. And I'm so glad that we get to talk. Cause I think that entrepreneurship is like a new hot topic for a lot of people. There's, I think one of my favorite things to come out of the 2020, 2021 saga is that people are realizing they don't have to work for anyone else and they can work for themselves. And they're stepping into the big, bad, bold world of entrepreneurship. And then they get there and they go, how do I do this? And one of those holdups is social media.
1: Yes. Great resign. Yes. That's, a, that is exactly where I come in. <laughs> the great resignation, all of these people quitting their jobs because they're realizing, okay, got laid off from my job. Now, I've been in my house all day and you know what? I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. It really is the most empowering thing I've ever seen. And I am so glad that we've had this wake up call that has been, you know, stay at home orders. Same. Were you, when, like, were you
0: working in corporate world before the pandemic or have you always been like working for yourself pretty much?
1: I, I was, I was working in corporate world and it was terrible. I, I as someone who prides themselves on being unique and different <laughs> being told what to do uh, it just is so it's so hard being forced into a mold is really hard because I, I pride myself on that so in the corporate world i felt like felt like i kept being told you're too young you're too female you're too <laughs> um <laughs> right you're too bubbly too inexperienced stop talking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm like i I don't know what to tell you. So I felt like I was in this box. I felt like there was more and really COVID layoffs. I was working in a corporate travel travel industry job at the time and so the whole department shut down. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a blog. And that ended up being Instagram. Still haven't started the blog, but
0: <laughs> Oh wow, so the original plan was a blog. And yeah. what was like the original plan for the blog.
1: Talk about everything that lights me up, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <Like laughs> yeah, I just and see what sticks. Really, so I, I mean, going in, I was like, I'm gonna think about this as it's not if it gets monetized, it's when. But I don't know the name I want to call it. I don't know necessarily what I'm gonna talk about. I was like, travel, sustainability, like female empowerment, health and wellness. Unsure. We got lots of passions here. We're complex. Mm-hmm. Um, And going into this, I was like, okay, well, mm, there's a lot going on here. How about I just go to Instagram? I have an Instagram. We can just post more frequently, start jumping in, see what happens, jump in with both feet. And here we are now. (laughs) Well, it's so interesting
0: that you say that you talk about, like you had so many passions and I, like when I started this podcast, that's exactly what I started it for. I was like, I have a lot to say. I've gone through a lot of life. I have a lot of like healing that I've done that I feel like I can help other people and we're just going to see what sticks. And then I hit hit a wall kind of like end of the first season, we called it, where I was like, I don't know what, like, I, I think my audience doesn't know what this show's about. Right. We have to niche down. Hence why now we're focused still on authenticity, still on acoustic, as I call it, but more geared towards entrepreneurship. And so I want you to talk about that, that idea of like niching down in general, like in your business, on social media, like wherever it resonates the most. Like, I would love to hear your, your take on that because you did that. And when you did that, it blew up.
1: Yeah. You know, I had that same phenomenon happen where I felt like I was having all of these newbie gains. Like I was connecting with people. I was making all of these friends and that, that lasted until about 10 K. And at that point I hit a wall and I was like, I, I don't know what to do. Like my engagement is dropping. And what was really happening was I had split the playing field. I had my audience who was interested in the fitness stuff, I had my audience who was interested in the travel stuff, the sustainability stuff, none of that meshed. So the people that showed up for fitness were only liking the fitness. They were only saving the fitness. People that showed up for travel were only liking the travel. And now I'm not that girl. You want to be that girl when it comes to social media, have that one thing that is your Superpower across the board. And for me, that ended up being transition tutorials. Did I ever think in a million years that that would be like editing hacks? Absolutely not. But that's the one thing that, like, sparkled for my audience. So part of that is experimentation, seeing what really works that could have been travel, that could have been fitness, that could have been sustainability, that could have been female empowerment, that could have been whatever. Um, So that first phase really is throwing stuff at the wall. And I do recommend that. Um, But after a while, you really do have to figure out that one thing that just makes you sparkle. So did that happen like in an instant? Like did you
0: did something like happen to go, "Oh, well that's what I'm like did you go viral? Like did what happened to make you go that is what we're going to go with?"
1: Yeah, so I had been getting very very average reels views for months and months. I was again throwing spaghetti at the wall seeing what stuck. And nothing was quite nothing was quite working. Um, And then I put out this transition tutorial, um, step-by-step demo of how to do things. And it originally had very average engagement. And I even remember very clearly this guy that I went to college with commenting on the video and saying, why would anyone want to know this? And I remember commenting back, I'm just trying to teach my friends how to like level up their content. And about a week later, that video hit 1.5 million views. I brought in 2000 followers overnight. It was wild. And I was like, yep, that's it. That's my thing. That's what makes me sparkle. So I ran with it. I put out these new videos every single week. And of course, you have to kind of modify and go with the flow and listen to your audience. That's a huge piece of it. But that was, that was my thing. And did you lose when you
0: figured out your sparkle? Did you lose followers?
1: Oh, I'm sure I did. I'm sure that some of the people that followed me along the way were dropping off quickly, but Mm -hmm. you also see all of these other people that like that true, authentic you. Mm -hmm. And that's, what's most important. You don't need to be someone else you need to show off you and only you and your values and your strong suits and all of that will attract your kind of people. So this isn't to say that you can't be complex because you can still incorporate those values, those ethics, those things that make you tick, but your main thing needs to be that niche. So when you, would you say
0: like your biggest, so if you're growing, if I'm growing a brand on social media, right. And I'm trying to grow my brand using the tool (laughs) that is Instagram, right. Would, what would you say are like the most important metrics? Like, is it your follower count? Is it your, is it your saves? Is it your comment? Cause you know, you hear that all the time, like the algorithm, this, that, (laughs) what have you found is like the most important pillars to look for when growing?
1: Yeah. So a lot of people, so many people get stuck in those vanity metrics of what's what's bringing in followers, what's bringing in likes, um, but realistically, we need to think of it more holistically. So I really encourage you to go into your insights and go to your stories, your posts, your reels, and change the metric, not to reach, not to likes, maybe to content interactions, maybe to saves, maybe to shares, figure out what is making people save it for later. We want to be the Pinterest board. We want to be pinned here so that someone is saving it for later. They think your content is valuable. They're sending it to a friend because we think our friend is also going to laugh at this or think this is important. And at that point, that's, what's really going to bring in those true, your kind of people audience. Yeah. You've actually taught me a lot about that. Like I've started to,
0: I used to like, not know what to look at when I was building my Instagram and like, I built a pretty healthy Instagram following just through like my career in fitness. Right. So I had totally soul cycle instructor. So I had a lot of followers from that. Yeah. And then like through the network marketing world, I got a lot of followers through that because here's this girl that came into network marketing and moved really quickly. So I have Absolutely. This, like, split demographic of people. <laughs> and now I'm like, I don't know how, like I, but I, I wasn't like being strategic about my content. Mm-hmm. So one thing I've started to really focus on now is like, if I make a reel, I've also been doing a lot more reels, which I have realized. Power to you. <laughs> Which is honestly like such a huge growth tool. Like I think people mm-hmm. get so afraid of reels and like, we'll talk about, I want you to talk about this, but people get so afraid of doing reels because they're like, oh, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do that. And I'm like, well then learn how to do it. There's a lot mm-hmm. of, there are lots of tutorials. Available. <laughs> I got
1: you, come hang out, let's be BFFs. <laughs> right,
0: there's so, many, there's so many ways to learn, but now I've started to really focus on who's sharing, like how many reshares am I getting? Like how, right. many, how many saves am I getting? And that actually has been, and what's kept my
1: content interactions like gradually steadily right. increasing? Yeah. And I think we're used to the likes, you know, as an Instagram user, we've forever, you know, dropped a like, and that's totally normal to us. But the saving and the sharing is that like less visible version of, I like this. And that's what we really want from the people that we are serving, because that's what we're doing with our niche, we're serving others. Yeah, and a lot of people will ask
0: like, okay, so great, Harley, you great, you make, you went viral on Instagram. Congratulations. (laughs) So what? What? How does that turn into monetization? Because I think that's where people get stuck. They go, okay, great, I make great content. I have a lot of, like, I'm, I've gone viral, and like, what? Actually, first question is, what is going viral? Like, how
1: many, how many views is going viral in your opinion? Good question. I don't even know. I ask people this all the time. I'm like, what do what do you even see as viral? Um I've heard 500k is kind of people's representation of viral. I don't even know if I would say that low. That seems kind of mm-hmm. it seems like not enough. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're truly I always feel like you're truly viral if you have if you've hit a mill.
1: Yeah. I think
0: I think it's closer to that as well. Yeah, and like 500,000 is good. Like you're definitely like Oh, totally. It's a great video. Yeah, you got a lot of people checking out what you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then okay, so then how did then what how does that turn into monetization? Like how have you built a business using Instagram?
1: Right. And we always forget about that because going in I was like, yes, like we are going to monetize eventually. That's the goal, but I had no idea how. I was not ready when that actual tangible growth phase happened when I had followers pouring in. So I was really sitting at like 20k before I had a solid income coming in. And that's wild that I'm broke and have 20k followers. We often, very often forget that not only can you not make money at 100k followers, but you can make six figures at 3k or whatever number. That number really does not designate the amount that you're bringing in. So The switch for me is really thinking about the purpose behind each post. When you're posting something, is the purpose sales? In which case, like your reach might be lower. We don't like ads. You know, we skip past that YouTube ad the second we can. So you might not see the reach, but instead you might see those profile visits. You might see the website clicks from your analytics. You might see the um, freebie downloads. But on the flip side, you also have maybe awareness that you're bringing in. If we have a viral video, very often the focus is just awareness of our content. It's that value. It's that serving your audience thing. So set that purpose for each of your posts. Really think about why you're posting this. And then you can take that step-by-step towards that monetization plan, whatever that is for you, whether that is, you know direct sales or a course or a guide or, um, affiliate marketing or collabs or whatever, we all have a monetization plan. And so
0: that, that actually, like you just taught me something for in that moment. Like, <laughs> Cause I, I've always been like a person who posts like very, like my posts are purposeful. Like I've, I pride myself of being a great caption writer. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, if I, my like whole thing in life is like, I want to be your number one hype girl. I want to like help you go from stuck to unstoppable in your life. Like that is like my thing. And so a lot of my posts have to do with that. Like I post with the intention of adding value. And for a long time, I wasn't really thinking about like adding income. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's going to add value and like hope that it works out right because great. you get so stuck on the views and the likes 100% well and like that's why like because I did that on social media. That's honestly why then when I started like a network marketing business, mm-hmm. my business took off because I added value to people so I had right. trust with a network right. So, I was building income with like Instagram helped me to then build income in a business. And then like ultimately, like when I do launch a course or when I do launch like a, a virtual conference or something that will help to monetize that. But totally now I'm going, okay, but I can also be monetizing my Instagram better. Cause like I work right. with brands. I have brands I work with. I charge good money. I make good money, but it's not consistent. Mm -hmm. So that's like, like, how does somebody go from getting like a couple brand partnerships Mm -hmm. here and there to consistent income? Cause this is your full-time job. Like you're making consistent income using your Instagram.
1: Yes, absolutely. So yeah, totally. Brand partnerships are that one-off and building a long-term partnership is amazing. Like, yes, absolutely. I recommend that trying to put out this, you know, amazing content so that brands want to work with you longer. And you have a relationship, but I don't think that that is safe necessarily because there are so many, there's so many variables there. What if they don't have the marketing budget this month? Right. Are you really, it's, it's a truly sales exclusive type of income. So what's changed the game for me is making sure that I have those multiple streams of income. Um, so I am creating content for brands, and getting paid exclusively for the photography side or creating reels for them. I am doing coaching on the side. I have a course on the side. I have a guide on the side. And really, once you have all of those things going, it just feels so much safer. So constantly um, within my Instagram, I am bringing up what I offer. I'm bringing up that there's so many options here because even if you don't want to buy this random thing that I made an ad for, we have the service that I sell. We have this product that I'm selling. And very often we don't want to be salesy because we remember that like, okay, people don't like sales. Like what happens when they don't like my post, but you have to keep bringing up your product and get excited about your product. That's the only way to get people going. And you really can't
0: say the wrong thing to the right person. Like if you, if like, sure, if you're posting about your product or your service, somebody's going to like not be interested, but think about all those people that need what you have. And like, are you going to not post about it because a fear of like those couple people not being interested? Like, no, you got to, you have something to offer. You got to share it.
1: Oh my goodness. That's the crux of making a sale. It's just getting excited and knowing that your product is good because if you're excited, everyone else will feel it. They want to join just to be around you and your energy.
0: Yeah. So when you, how do you go about, cause you, I know you talk a lot about like you read and you're so transparent. One of the things, like if you, if y'all don't follow her, like you have to go follow her. You can go to our show notes. You can like click on the link to her Instagram. But one of the things you do very well, it's like, I love your highlight reel about like emails that you. Send. <laughs> and like A little too feisty. Too, <laughs> oh no, I do that too. Like I'm the first one to be like, thank you so much for offering me like free." Candy, but that is not going to pay my my mortgage. So I'm
1: sure you understand that snacks don't pay my bills. That Mic is. drop. <laughs> CBD? What did you say? You said something like CBD doesn't
0: pay my bills. I hope you understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, would you work for snacks? Like you? Something like that. Like, what? Like so? You. It's a little rude. <laughs> well, but yours is just so. I mean, you're so authentic. But like, I think I think the reason why you get away with stuff like that is because people can see your heart. You're very like your Instagram is so authentic and so you, and I think that's where a lot of people struggle is they're so mm-hmm. focused on like what they think they should be, what they right. should be online, that they're forgetting who they actually are and right. then they get into trouble because then people go, well, this doesn't feel authentic. Right. And so when you are thinking of like who you want to work with on Instagram, are you doing reach outs? Are people reaching out to you? Is it a combination of both? And like, how does that transpire?
1: Yeah. So it's a little bit, it's a combination of both with people sliding into my dms plus outreach um realistically you cannot depend on people coming to you you have to be pitching like i said it's sales you are selling your services here so um I hope you're there's a listening l- to that. <laughs> <laughs> you are selling your services this is sales so you're going to get a lot of nos before you get yeses and For me, in that outreach process, um, yes, I absolutely want brands that align with my ethos and values because that won't feel authentic if I'm recommending something random. But that being said, there's a lot of brands out there. There's a lot of businesses out there that offer things that align with me. So it's really just diving in and searching for those similar brands. You don't need the household name brand. And very often they're not going to pay. Let's, let's put that right on the table. They're the first ones to say they don't have a budget. And I'm like, you, you do, you do.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Coca-Cola. You don't have a budget. Sure.
1: Right. Target. Really? You're lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that pushes my buttons a little bit, but finding those smaller brands that are lesser known that might still be in your supermarket that might still be in the mall, but are like are a little bit smaller is... Mm the best way to go. And there's tons and tons and tons of options. So as like an, like as a full-time entrepreneur, like you're not working for anybody
0: else. Like what is like the, what's like an aha, like a big aha moment you've had since like being like fully your own business. Like what has that, like, what's like the biggest, (laughs) just like, Holy shit moment you've had.
1: Oh, uh, that I can't do it all by myself is tell me more (laughs) a huge one um when I first started I was so stuck in this like I'm broke I don't know what to do I'm just chasing after everything and Mm. I'm exhausted like I haven't like I feel like I haven't sat down especially with social media because you can go 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 and never feel like you have done enough on social media there's always people to reach out to there's always people to follow there's always people to comment with there's always a place to scroll. So stepping away from that and realizing, okay, how can I bring people on and not spend an arm and a leg? I I don't need you to have a full-time business coach, a full-time like business manager, anything like that, but bring on those resources that can help you to be more efficient. You don't have to do this alone. You can step into your zone of genius and also have help.
0: So what are some of like the helpful resources that you've used over the last couple of years?
1: Simple, let's start simple. Making friends online is so important. The other people that I've connected with in my realm, in my industry, I have coworkers to talk to. I'm working at home by myself. So having that feedback of another coach and being able to spitball ideas so so helpful. Um, being able to hire out various help, having an assistant, majorly helped when I got to that point that I could do that. Hiring out experts to do various branding things when that came, when the time came, mm-hmm. it's all of those things that I would have to dive into the research and really spend hours and hours focusing on instead of just you know handing it off to someone that does it well and paying their hourly. That's so. Because I think, I think we
0: undervalue our time. Mm-hmm. We, we undervalue the, t- our time. And I think we've all been there, especially like anybody who's an entrepreneur, like you get into this habit of like, oh, well I started this, so I have to do this and I have to do that. And I, have yes. to do this. And I think like, I think that you just nailed it when you say that it's okay. Yes. You might be paying for this, this help, but think about, how much value you're going to gain by getting your time back. Yes. And not having to consume your brain space with things that like it actually doesn't give a shit about. Like I could care less about editing a podcast. I do not want to edit. I do not want to source it. I do not want to make sure that all the sound like I have no Mm interest in doing that. So I hire a producer who can do that for me. And you know, it's like with my business, like I I love send I love buying gifts. I love gifting my team. I hate wrapping presents. I hate going (laughs) to the post office. So I'm going to hire someone who can do all of those tasks that make that a little bit more efficient, but no
1: less valuable. Right. And it allows you to really step into your visionary. Um, I want to focus on my visionary. I want to focus on what lights me up. Anything that doesn't light me up, And my business manager tells me this all the time. She's like, "Harley, you clearly don't want to do that. Like, why why are you even trying? And I'm like, oh, I forgot. Like, (laughs) I run my own business. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, like it's okay. Yes,
0: I run my own business and I can outsource.
1: Right. And some of those things are like just cultural. I feel like I need to do this because that's what I've been conditioned to. And some of those are truly, I can hand this to someone else. I do not need to spin my wheels for no reason. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like
0: I already know the answer to this, but you think you'll ever go back <laughs> to working for someone else?
1: Oh God, that sounds Awful.
0: <laughs> awful. Like a big no. Thanks so much.
1: <laughs> big no.
0: You come to me and you go, Hey, like I would like you to work for me. And can you make sure that you're home on this day? And I'm like the minute, like, no, like I need to be able to go where I want to go. I want to be able to do yes. what I want to do. I want to be able to make my own decisions. And I think like we're not taught to crave that kind of life. Right. So then when you break that
1: matrix and you've experienced it, like there's uh-huh. no going back. Right. And it's actually, it's kind of funny. So I had this whole thing about my hours as I was in corporate jobs. I started out where my hours kept changing. I didn't have a consistent schedule. Um, I would be switched all the time because I was a manager. So someone needed to be on shift at certain hours. And I was like, once I have a consistent schedule, we'll be good. I'll be good. Or like once I make more money, I'll be good. Then I moved into a corporate job where I was working literally, get this, 6 a.m. to 6 (laughs) p.m. I couldn't focus on anything that I loved. And at that point I was like, okay, my hours are consistent, but like, I can't do this. I need like a normal nine to five. Once I have the nine to five and it's like, once we get to this point, this golden point will be better. So I finally stepped into a nine to five. It was truly nine to five. You left and went home and there was nothing on your mind once you got home. And that didn't make it better. Mm. Right now, let's be real. I work from seven to five. Like I still work a ton of hours every single day, but I don't hate that. I love it. It's (laughs) It's for for me. It's It's for for me. You're building and what your vision
0: is, your visionary. It's like all contributing towards that. Right, right. It's my visionary. I love that. It hits different when it's building your dream versus building someone else's. It's so different. So tell me all about the millennial escape.
1: (laughs) Yes. So that is my baby. It is my course all about branding and monetization on social media. And it was created because I see so many basic social media courses that don't Consider that you are a complex human being. You have all of these likes and interests and passions, things that make your day happen. And I, I, this actually, I started a, a course as market research and I was listening to this like niche down. Let's wrap this back up to the niche thing. I was listening to the niche down module and he was like, So just pick a niche. You don't have to be passionate about it. It helps if you are. But you're going to talk about it all the time. So pick something that you can talk about all the time. And I was like, I would die. I would die. I would die. (laughs) Yeah. I like, I want to dry heave all over you. Like, I hate that. So, the reason that I've created this program is for your complex human that wants to kickstart social media, that wants to start a business. So, I'm teaching all about how to level up your content, how to show up in the right ways in the right places and how to monetize all of it. Because at the end of the day, this is a business we want to run. This is a career we want to start. It is not a hobby. We are not hobbyists here. So, sales training galore, editing and transition workshops galore cuz again, I'm the transition girl after all. Yes, you are. <laughs> and um yeah, every resource that you possibly need plus personalized attention throughout the whole thing. I
0: think it's really awesome that you, cause I, i I feel like I relate to you on this where like, that's the natural progression of things. Like when you, I've like healed people, heal people. So like in a sense, when you mm-hmm. figured out like what makes you tick and like what you right. have learned through your journey into entrepreneurship, into social media, into all of these things, into monetization, into your own branding, mm-hmm. when you've figured that out. The natural progression would be then to give it away. Right. To to share (laughs) what you've learned. And I think it's really awesome because you've you're partnering with some pretty cool speakers in this course. Like I know Alicia is on there from the dropout. Um, she's another, if you haven't listened to the corporate dropout podcast, she's another podcast on the upstarter podcast network with us. And she's amazing. Um,
1: yes. she's actually I have
0: on this podcast in a couple of weeks.
1: I love her with all my heart. <laughs> she was actually a client of mine. That's how we met. Um, but she's on it. She's talking about money mindset, all of the head trash, as she likes to say, um, that gets you caught up in the actual monetizing side. I have Carrie Brady who wrote a book by 24 um all about how to step yeah wild. How to step into your female like sales power because she is I, I do not have even words to describe her. She is amazing. Um, so that selling, that selling skill. I have Carb hart, I have Laura from Beast Squared Social. I have Carol from the Digital Buzz. Um, all, all Instagram people, Instagram coaches that are really just stepping into their genius. My priority in this, and I actually. I actually pushed the launch date of this course back because a couple of these people came to me and I was like, "Oh my god, I could make something bigger. I could make this like women supporting women, community over competition place where I have all of these guest speakers coming together and speaking about their genius. It doesn't need to be the Harley show. Like everyone can have a place here and Teach you something here. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's like, I think that's the best part about
0: entrepreneurship in general, is that if you work in corporate America, right? Like, and I experienced this in corporate fitness, it's a competition, regardless mm-hmm. of like, yes, you have colleagues and you have friends, and like there's people that worked at SoulCycle that like I love so much and I'll never, I'll like always love them and I'll always support mm-hmm. them. And I wanted them to be great. And we knew when promotion season came around right. only a couple that were gonna get it. So like it's it's com- it's competition no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I think that is my favorite part about entrepreneurship. Like, although entrepreneurship can be very lonely, it's also a space where you truly, everybody can have a piece of the pie and there truly is a space for everyone. Even if there's people that are doing similar things, right? Like you probably see people all the time that are doing similar things to what you're doing online. And how great is it that like, you have your thing, they have theirs and we all can make
1: it. Absolutely. Everyone can have a spot at the table. I think that's where a lot of people get Uh, hold up because they think that there are so many people doing this. I don't have enough interesting to say there is nothing here. And, realistically, this comes back to why we need that complexity in our brand. That's why we need our values and ethics to come out clearly because you're not just a soul cycle instructor. You're not just like a health and fitness person. Like you're also this entrepreneur who values female empowerment and like all of that stuff. And that is what makes you that girl. <laughs> right. right. Well, and then like you said it earlier, like that's where,
0: you know, yes, you're going to niche down and you're going to figure out what it is that like your what people, what makes you sparkle as you say. Mm-hmm. And when you are doing brand collapse, when you are creating courses or doing whatever you're going to do to, you know, further monetize to increase your streams of income, you can choose then to incorporate brands that only align with your values. You right. can choose to right. invite people to speak on your courses that align with where you're going. And then it's like all of that complexity
1: that you were afraid of losing mm-hmm. by reaching down is shining through right in this niche. Right. Yeah. It comes back full circle in that we have these opportunities to work with these brands that really align with us. And because we have other products and services that we offer, because we're using multiple streams of income, you can be picky. It really just sets you up for so much, so much success there. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: I want to ask you two more things. Number one is for the person who's listening to this, who definitely is struggling with like, how much do I charge? Right. (laughs) Talk a little bit about like worth on like what, how you get paid. And I guess this is specifically with like brand collabs on Instagram. Like you talk about it a lot. Don't work for free. I talk about it a lot. Like free product doesn't pay the bills. Nope. Do not, do not settle for exposure. Like if they're coming to you, clearly they need the exposure. Yep. we're good there. So talk a little bit about that for the person who's listening to this, that struggles with that. Like, how do you break through that barrier and like really start charging for what you're worth?
1: Yeah. I just think it's so unfortunate knowing that these brands know better. They know how much a photographer costs. They know how much a venue costs. They know how much a model costs a model, 150, 30 images from a photographer, 600, a studio to rent it for the day. I don't even know. <laughs> <A lot. laughs> it, right. Exactly. Yes. Thousands. A makeup artist, maybe 200. Like it goes on and on and on. So we're getting a deal. We're getting a deal by working with influencers and they're getting this high quality user generated content. And that really is what is so useful for brands Is they have more, more content to use. It's not just the exposure. Yes. Sales are great, but those are that extra oomph. So what you're really being paid for here is your time spent creating the creation side of this. So don't get holed up on. I need to make sales. I can't I can't charge because I don't know if no one's going to pay. I'm only going to take commission because I don't know if anyone's going to buy. No, 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 no. They picked you. You set up a whole shoot. You spent time curating your content, curating your followers, your audience. Oh my goodness. Managing your audience and making sure that they feel connected and loved on. All of those things should go into your cost. So even when you're starting out, you need to consider how much it takes for you to get out of bed in the morning, how much it takes to step into a project like this. Mm -hmm. Generally for promotion, I recommend in the uh, micro-influencer space about 5% of your follower count for a post. And it kind of goes up from there based on what you're really adding. Micro-influencer meaning? Before 10K. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which means that, at 3000 followers, you're still charging $150. You should never be charging two figures. Like really at any point in time, you should never be charging two figures. And that's before we're considering any kind of usage where the brand gets to use your content, gets to take it, gets to use it in ads. You really have to think about your time. Yeah. It's so interesting. Cause I, I
0: And I, I think, like you said, brands know better. I think the reason Mm -hmm. they're still getting away with it is because there are people out there who don't know what they're worth and they're not thinking about, like you said, all this time that they're spending and they're accepting that. So the quicker, like people who are creating content, stop accepting that the quicker these
1: brands are going to learn, like we got to pay. Right. And I think realistically it comes down to the fact that this is a new industry and it's a bunch of young girls are you kidding me? You want to take, you want to take advantage of a population of a bunch of young girls. Good. Glad that's another one <laughs> yeah. in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it's so, so interesting. Yeah. It's so interesting being a network marketer because what these brands are doing is really what network marketing has been doing forever. Right. Totally. Like network marketers, we have, we, partnered with a brand that we love mm-hmm. the product. We market it to our network. We make commission mm-hmm. off of that. And then we teach other people to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's network marketing. And so brands have kind of figured out what we do as an industry and they're doing that now, but cutting corners. So they're not mm-hmm. paying the worth. They're not offering right. like, you know, it's like in network marketing, I get paid every single time a person right. orders from me. We're mm-hmm. like some of these brands, they reach out to me and they go one time fee of hundred dollars. And I'm like, sir, man, absolutely not. <laughs> I need you to, I need you to go think about what you said. And then you can write like, like, it's just, it's crazy. And like the whole, like, Oh, free product. Like, mm-hmm. yes. Yes. If you want me to market for you, you're go, yes, you're absolutely going to send me that free product. Like, no, right. I will not be buying. Obviously. It. Yeah. <laughs> no, I will not be just like talking about your product without trying it. So yes, you absolutely are going mm-hmm. to send me a free product. And You're going to
1: pay for the content that I'm going to give you. Right. And there are certain industries that are still so bad about this. Fashion, in particular, just pushes my buttons because. Right, right. Fleet Free clothes. And you can always depend on another 18-year-old that is going to take that because she doesn't know better. That just feels like absolute trash. This is an industry where we don't necessarily have a business sense. You can jump on at 16 and have a billion gajillion followers. So do we really expect this 16-year-old to know a, have a business sense when they have zero work experience? That just seems Right. 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 So if you, so
0: my like last big question for you is like somebody getting started in like this industry, right. Of social media, entrepreneurship. What is your biggest like advice piece to somebody who wants to leave corporate America and start their own thing? Yes. Just jump.
1: It's time to fully jump in. Like I said, I started with everything that I wanted to talk about and threw a lot of spaghetti at the wall. But here's the thing, your flops, your views, your follower count does not designate your worth. They are not associated. So instead, take those flops as wins. Mm. They are absolutely wins because you know what? You just learned what your audience doesn't like from you. And that is just as important as finding out what takes you viral? So just start. Everyone that I talk to that is in it says, "I wish that I had started sooner." A hundred. So it's time.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. That's my answer too. Like, wh- like I wish I would have started sooner. Yeah because it really is i mean it's you want to talk about what true like freedom looks like it's mm-hmm. working for yourself it's being right. able to set your own hours it's being able to have location freedom and work from anywhere mm-hmm. work from like a freaking iphone like that right that it like and especially with the yes like i have professional equipment that i use and i have an iphone everyone has an iphone 13 right. pro max that shoots <laughs> just as well as some of these cameras out now. so Absolutely. Like you literally have an entire business at your fingertips. So why are you still- With relying, just your phone. Right. Why are you still relying on like external forces to tell you what you're
1: worthy of? Right. That's the thing. I started with a Bluetooth remote and a tripod that I could take pictures with. And at this point, I I love them. Here's mine right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where did mine go? I just remembered. I don't know where mine is. (laughs) You Right. You absolutely don't need any kind of special space. You don't need anything like that. You need some good lighting and to have a personality and a strategy. And like a love for it. Like have a passion, like be be like
0: that visionary, like know where you're going. I think I I, one of the biggest things I always coach people on is like, like you got to know what you want out of this. Like right. you got to know like what you're passionate about. You got to know mm-hmm. what sets your soul on fire because if you don't, that's going to
1: shine through just as, yes. as authenticity shines through. Right. What lights you up? Whatever lights you up, that's what you should be talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, if I want to work with you, if I'm listening to this and I'm like, I need to know this girl, I need to work with her. How I do? <laughs> how do I work with you?
1: Come hang out with me on Instagram. My username is Harley Jordan with two Y's, two N's, H-A-R-L-E-Y-Y-J-O-R-D-O-N-N. And we talk about Instagram, editing, collabs, the works, showing up authentically, female empowerment. Um, But there you will see a bunch of free information, tips and tricks, so much there, um, as well as one-on-one coaching, courses, a guide. I have so much, so many options <laughs> depending on what you're looking for. I'm like, I, yeah, I have a lot.
0: <laughs> well, my girl, thank you so much for this. Like, I know that this is going to be immensely helpful. I think one of the biggest requests I get on this show is like, can you do something for social media people? Do? And I was like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta bring Harley on. So thank you for your time. I know how valuable it is. And, um, I can't wait to hang when we move out there in a couple of weeks.
1: Right. Like tomorrow. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) All right. Have a good day. Bye.
0: Oh man. I have a confession actually. So Harley actually just started working with my producer of this podcast, Upstarter Podcast Network, Chase uh, Mitchell, who runs Upstarter Podcast Network. He has now brought on uh, Harley to do a lot of his agency work and working with his talent to, you know, grow and develop their social media, brand collaborations, all of that. And I actually get to work with her now. And I'm so excited because I just think that anybody, you know, leader the best leaders have mentors. You know, it's it's naive to think that you can be a leader in any space and not have your own mentor. And so I'm really excited to learn from her and see what she can do, you know, help me achieve with my social media and with this podcast. And so um, you know, she gave you all of the places to go find her. Look in our show notes. Click on the link to her Instagram. You can find all the things she offers in her link tree in her bio on Instagram. And she has courses. She has modules. She has all sorts of things. So go work with her. If you, if social media is something that scares you, go work with Harley because she's approachable. She's kind. She's knowledgeable, and she's been where you are. Right? She's been at the beginning of her journey and had to figure it out. And now she's on the other side of some of those humps and she's here to help. So go reach out to her, ask all the questions. And you know, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, please go over to Apple Podcasts, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review, right? right. Leave us a, a rating. We love five stars. Uh, the more we grow this podcast, the more ears we can get it to. And of course, if this resonated with you, or if you think it would resonate with somebody that, you know, absolutely send it to them. And we'll see you on Friday for another unplugged episode with me. Have a beautiful day.